Greetings and welcome to Thrive P, living the learning lifestyle and all things Roddyverse. Uh, welcome back. I am Dr. Troy Roddy, and in this episode, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, setting goals for 2018. We're going to reflect back on 2017, some reflection exercise there. Uh, but before we begin, just remember, uh, I wanted to remind everyone to remember to check out the blog. The blog is back. Uh, like I said in our last episode, I took a little bit of time off, but the blog is back. It's up and running. I'm trying to keep it frequently updated. Uh, so check out the blog, and that is thriveapblog.blogspot.com. T H R I V A P Y B L O G dot blogspot.com. You can always shoot me an email if you have suggestions or feedback or if you'd like to be on the show. Uh, it's troy.roddy.phd at gmail.com. Check out Thriverpy on Facebook, facebook.com slash Thriverpy. And also um, on Twitter, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Dr. Troy Roddy. That's at D-R-T-R-O-Y-R-O-D-D-Y. So as I said a little while ago, we are going to jump right in here in just a moment with a quick reflection on 2017. The new year is right around the corner. And we'll do a little guided exercise to help you uh, set some good goals and some resolutions for 2018. Also to provide, also going to provide a few tips to help you stick to those resolutions and maybe achieve a little bit more next year uh, than you did in 2017. So we'll jump right into that in just a moment. And this segment of the Thriverpy Living the Learning Lifestyle and All Things Rodiverse show is sponsored by My Morning Coffee. Nothing says, here we go again, like that first sip of your morning coffee. If you haven't had yours today, have it now. If it's not the morning, it's okay. Coffee tastes the same in the afternoon and in the evening. This taste is exactly the same. So, enjoy your morning coffee and then maybe you too will get that special voice in the back of your head that says, hey, here we go again. So welcome back and we're going to jump into this first part of our episode uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the year 2017. Now, I don't want to bore everyone with my own personal story of 2017. I'm sure you have your own. For many people, it was a year filled with highs and lows, um, certainly some good moments and bad moments. That's, that's natural. That's life uh, and that's to be expected, uh, but it is important that in order to set yourself up, I think, for a, a better 2018, uh, we have to look back on 2017, and I think you have to look at it from a, a cons from a from a point of view that I think everybody shares, and that is that we, in our lives, we hope to maximize our happiness and minimize our pain as much as possible. And when we look back on 2017 and we reflect on our year, certainly we will think of moments that our happiness was at a very high level, I'm sure. At least I hope. I hope all of you had those moments. I certainly did. And we also want to recognize those moments where we were in pain, whether it's emotional pain, physical pain, psychological pain, emo relationship pain. We all deal with those as well. So, you know, when you look back, and I don't think there's a magic formula for this. 
you know, friends. I think you just have to be willing to find yourself in a moment, a few minutes where you sit and you reflect in a quiet space on your year. Um, you know, what worked for you? What, what did you do that brought you the most joy in life? Are those things repeatable? You know, those, those things that really worked for you. What didn't work for you? What, what did you try that really backfired? Um, is it something you want to try again? Is there something you could adjust in that approach to help maximize your joy and minimize your pain? Um, but ultimately, whether you're thinking about things you did that minimized your discomfort or maximized your enchantment, you always have to come back to that element of what you own and what you have control over. And what we have control over is our attitude and our effort. You know, did I work hard enough? Did I put in the time or did I try to take shortcuts? Did, was that a problem? Um, my attitude, you know, were there times where, you know, I, I was lost in selfish uh, moments where I should have been more present with the people around me, could that have helped? So I think looking at your year, what did you do that worked well? What did you do that didn't work well? Is it fixable? Is it even relevant anymore? I think if you're not sure what your personal mission is, what's driving you, what is motivating you to get up in the morning and do what you do, if you're not clear on that, I think that's a great place to start. I mean, you have to have an idea of why you do anything. What is the purpose behind what you do? And are you aligning your efforts and your attitude towards those purposes? Generally, my experience has been that when you deviate away from your personal mission, the things that really speak to your true nature in life, that's when you start to get confused and you start to question, well, why is this not working? Uh, it worked before. Why am I not feeling as joyful as I did previously? A lot of times it's because we've lost sight of our personal mission. We've lost sight of the things that are important. And it may be things outside of your control, quite frankly. It could be like in our situation here in Texas, a big hurricane and a flood came and it really threw everything out of whack. And it's taking a lot of time to get back uh, on track there. But I do think it's important to reflect and own it and not be judgmental about what happened, but certainly just accept this is where I am, this is what happened, and what do I want to do going forward to improve these things. And of course, this time of year is a perfect time to do that because New Year's, New Year is right around the corner and everybody is setting goals and resolutions for the 2018. So that's a great segue into our next section. When we come back, we're going to begin with an exercise to start us on the path of setting those really important achievable goals for 2018. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey friends, this is Troy, and as we get ready for our next section if during this break, just want to remind you, um, if you have something you'd like to advertise, something you'd like to get out there and would like me to mention it during one of these episodes, just shoot me an email, troy.roddy.phd at gmail.com. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you about adding uh, some announcements, whether it's an event coming up that you want to promote or a business that you have or an idea or a website or whatever that you, that you would like to get a little bit more uh, attention to. 
uh, please give me a shout out. Give me a shoot, shoot me an email, troy.roddy.phd at gmail.com. Uh, we'll take a look at what you want to do, and maybe we can get, come to an agreement to uh, have that advertised or at least mentioned during some of these breaks between segments. So, hope you're enjoying the show today. We're going to start again in just a moment with our 2018 goal exercise. We'll be back in just a moment. All right, welcome back, and we're going to jump right into an exercise that I've led before, and you can do this exercise at any time during the year, but certainly during New Year's, it's very appropriate, especially if you're planning to set some goals for 2018 or some resolutions. Um, and there are four parts to this exercise. In this segment, we're going to go over the first two parts. We're going to wrap it up in our next segment of the show. Um, but in this, in this part, in these first two parts, um, you may need uh, something to write with. So if you're joining in, um, if you don't have something to write with or a piece of paper uh, and a pencil or a pen, uh, you can pause the episode or go get it and come back and listen. Um, but once you get your piece of paper, you're going to want to fold it so that there are four sections. So you, when you're finished the exercise, you're going to have the entire piece of work done on one sheet of paper that you can reflect and refer back to later. Uh, so take a sheet of paper, fold it in half, and fold it in half again. And what you'll end up with is, a. And when you unfold it, four sections of the paper. You can not fold it. You can just draw two lines on the page and break it into four groups. Uh, but I would suggest that you do this so that everything is in one place. And we're going to start with uh, the first section, wherever you want to start your writing. Um, and we're going to label this the ideal the ideal. And so what you want to do is you want to pick an aspect of your life that you want to set goals for. It could be your professional life, your, your, your relationships with your children or your spouse, your friends. It could be your physical health. Whatever it is that you want to set a goal around, you want to focus on that. And you want to do one of these exercises for each of those areas. You don't want to mix them up. So pick one area of your life that you want to set goals for in 2018. And I want you to, first thing you're going to do is you're going to think about the ideal situation. If everything was working the way you would hope it would work, what would that look like? What would be happening? So in your professional life, if everything was exactly the way you wanted it to be, what would you, what would it look like? What would you, what would you be doing? The things you have control over, okay, remember that. Your attitude and your effort. What does your effort look like? What are the results? What is your attitude? It could be the same thing with your physical health. You know, you know the ideal, how would you feel? How would you look? Uh, your relationships. And you want to make like three or four bullet points, maybe five, that really encapsulate what the ideal situation is for you with that aspect of your life. When you're done with that, you're going to transfer that thought into the second section, which we're going to label reality. And in reality, you want to reflect on the same exact aspect of your life, but you want to look at it from the way it really is. How do I really feel? How do I really look? How does my, what is my attitude really like at work? What is my relationship really like with my kids? Do I, am I active with them enough? What is the reality of it? And again, you want to make three or four bullet points that describe the reality. So when you're done with this first half of the exercise, 
you're going to have already chosen an aspect of your life that you hope to address in 2018. And you're going to have already projected what you think the ideal situation is for that part of your life. And you're going to reflect on what the reality is of that situation in your life. And you're going to have that on a sheet of paper to look at. And that's going to be really important as we move into the second half of this exercise, which will eventually lead to writing down some goals. And we're going to talk about why we should write those goals down. So again, in this first half of the exercise, sheet of paper, four sections. Section one, three or four, maybe five bullet points describing the ideal situation. Section two, the reality. What is it really like? It's okay to be critical here. No one else needs to see this but you. When we finish that section, when we get into our next segment of this episode, we're going to talk about translating that information into some goals for 2018. We're getting to that in just a moment. Please stick with me. This is Dr. Troy Roddy, and you are listening to Thrive Appeal Living the Learning Lifestyle. We'll be back in just a moment. All right, friends, this segment was brought to you by the Mindfulness Clock. Hey, I'm, I'm looking at my Mindfulness Clock right now. I'm sitting on my wall. And the best thing about the Mindfulness Clock is no matter what time it is, it is always now. So I would encourage you all to don't forget to be present, live in the moment, and remember the Mindfulness Clock. No matter what time it is, the time is now. We'll be right back in just a moment. All right, friends, we are back and we're getting ready to jump into the second half of our 2018 resolution setting slash goal setting exercise. In the last segment, we talked about reflecting on the ideal situation and the reality and being able to just put a couple bullet points down about those two. Now we're going to move into the third part of our exercise, and this is where we look at the difference between the two. Look at what you wrote for ideal. Whatever it is about your life that you want to focus on in 2018, you look at what you wrote for the ideal, and then look at what you wrote about the reality. And when you look at those two things, it may take a, a little focus and a little effort here, but you want to be able to write down and articulate what the difference is between the two. Now, the more specific you are, the better, but certainly it may be very difficult to be specific here. So if the ideal that you have a bullet point for is um, that you exercise daily and the reality is that you only exercise once a week, then the, reality, then the difference, excuse me, the difference would be that there are six days in the week that I don't exercise, right? So it's that sort of part here for the difference and again, bullet points, right? You don't want to write out sentences here yet. You don't want to articulate it in very uh, specific language, but you want to take your ideal. You want to look at reality and you want to be able to begin the process of, of, of articulating what the difference is between the two. Because before you set your goals, you're going to have to make a decision about whether or not that difference really matters to you and whether or not that difference is aligned with your personal mission in life, with what you really get the most out of, what you 
what you do that brings you the most joy or minimizes your pain. Because there's an interesting aspect of goal setting, and that is the mindset you have around the decisions and the actions you take. Generally speaking, there are two motivators in our life. We're either trying to gain something, we're trying to achieve something positive, or we're trying to uh, avoid something negative from happening, a prevention focus versus a promotion focus. And if you want to read more about that, I would encourage you to check out uh, Dr. Heidi Grant Halverson's book. Uh, I believe the title of it is Focus. Focus, where she talks about prevention and promotion mindsets. But you want to look at the difference between your ideal and your reality, and you want to be able to bullet point what those are. And if they are still relevant, if you look at them and they still matter to you, then the fourth part of this exercise is beginning to draft goals based on those differences. And you want to be able to write your goals in language that you can refer back to that clearly brings back your focus and your attention to what you want to accomplish. You want to write your goals down in a way that helps you recapture the feeling you have now. Because often we forget how important a goal is as we move forward. So if you use language that means something to you, that is easy to understand and easy to relate back to, you are more likely to stick with your goals and make progress in 2018. So the fourth part of this exercise is taking those differences that you have in your bullet points between the ideal and the reality, deciding on whether or not those things really matter to you, and beginning to write down in sentences, right, in real sentences, what you want to accomplish, right, what you want to accomplish this year. In our next segment, we're going to look at what you write, and I'm going to give you some tips on how to write these things, the type of language you should use, or what you should be looking for in your goals that are going to set you up to have the best chance of sticking with them and achieving them in 2018. Stick with me. We're going to get into our last segment in just a moment about goal setting. You're listening to Dr. Troy Roddy with the Thrive of P, all things Roddyverse and Living the Learning Lifestyle show. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey friends, this is Troy again. And again, during this break, just a quick reminder to check out the blog, thriveapblog.blogspot.com. It is back. I am up and in action again, updating that blog with just fun things about all things Roddyverse, as well as learning, uh, living the learning lifestyle through Thriveapy. Also, shoot me an email if you have a suggestion, if you'd like to be on the show, if you want to maybe sponsor one of these breaks. Uh, I'd appreciate that. Troy.roddy.phd at gmail.com. You can check out the Thriveapy Facebook page at facebook.com slash Thriveapy. And check me out on Twitter. Follow me if you like, at Dr. Troy Roddy. That's at D-R-T-R-O-Y-R-O-D-D-Y. Thank you again for listening. And we're going to get started with our final segment on setting goals for 2018 in just a moment. All right, friends. This is Dr. Troy Roddy back. Uh, and we're going to do... Uh, 
we're going to talk a little bit more about setting goals and what kind of language you need to be using to set your goals. And in this section, we're going to talk about four aspects of good goal setting. And, and when you write your goals, you need to be looking for these four aspects. And these are good things to have because they have been proven uh, through some research that to make it more likely that you stick with the goal and that you actually achieve the goal. And so the first aspect of goal setting that we want to look at when you write your goals down is are they specific? And by specific, we want to make sure that there is a time element and a measurability element to our goal. Weight loss is a wonderful example to use here because many times people say, next year I'm going to lose weight. Um, and that's losing weight is not specific. It doesn't say how much weight and it doesn't give you a time frame by which to do so. So you might say, well, I want to lose 36 pounds this year. Well, okay, that's good. It's better. Uh, 36 pounds is a very specific amount and a year is a very specific amount of time. But research would also suggest that breaking that goal down into smaller, more manageable pieces is even better. So maybe instead of 36 pounds this year, maybe it's three pounds per month. Maybe it's uh, a pound and a half every two weeks. So whatever amount of time breaks it down best for you given your own lifestyle. Being timely and measurable is very important. So when you write your goals, make sure you check for that aspect of specificity. Is there a time element and is it measurable? The second aspect is going to be, are they challenging? Um, you don't want to set goals that are not challenging because then why even go for it, right? So for example, I'm 46 years old. I can tie my shoes with my eyes closed and it's just muscle memory how to tie a knot. But if I was a first grader, tying a shoe takes a lot of focus and a lot of energy and a lot of effort because it's not uh, something I've learned really well yet maybe. So, you know, a challenging goal is one that requires focus and effort. If you can do it without really focusing on it, and not requiring a whole lot of effort, it's probably not a challenging goal. So look at the language around your goals and make sure that it's something that is a challenge for you. The third aspect is realistic. Is it, is it a realistic goal? Is it achievable? And I look at this kind of like stretching versus flying or climbing versus flying, right? If I have to change the light bulb on the ceiling, if I can do it by uh, climbing a ladder, then that's certainly achievable. Um, but if I had to, you know, if I don't have the right equipment and it's at the top of a gymnasium, I can't hover, I can't flop my arms and fly to the ceiling and change the light bulb. So you want to make sure that the goal isn't just challenging but also achievable. Is it something that is realistic um, for you to achieve? And the final aspect of goal setting is flexibility. And by flexibility, I mean being able to adjust the specific of the goal without giving up the spirit by which you've by which you've chosen to achieve that thing. Um, great example would be the weight loss example again. If your if your goal is to lose a pound and a half every other week, and let's say you were invited to a party unexpectedly and you ate more than you should have, and you didn't lose your pound and a half this this two week period. Well, maybe you only lost one pound. Maybe you were a half a pound off. 
you can adjust your goal in the future to be able to achieve the ultimate goal of 36 pounds for the year. So having built in that flexibility aspect so that you don't beat yourself up over maybe I didn't have a good day or I didn't have a good week, it gives you the opportunity to get back on track, forgive yourself, and move forward. Thank you very much for joining me uh, in this episode. We talked all about setting goals for 2018. Uh, I hope this was helpful for you, and I wish you the very best uh, in the coming year. I hope all of your goals uh, are achieved. Um, if you have a suggestion or a comment, please shoot me an email, troy.roddy.phd at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening, and join me again next time. I'm out.